Welcome back. Thank you for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. <laughs> I was sitting in here the other day, just chilling in my office. And um, I turned my computer on and I, I had a thought. And I realized something that I heard as a child that still resonates to this day. Like, you have to find things to laugh at. And sometimes the things that you find to laugh at could come in the form of stuff that's really, really funny. It could come in the form of funny people. It could come in the form as, you know, funny events. But you should always try to find something or someone to laugh at and so I'm sitting here <laughs> and I just started thinking about like some of the funny things that happened and some of the people that around me that were funny um, I don't necessarily I, I don't necessarily consider myself to be funny like I, I have a, a very good sense of humor but like I'm not you know Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy or Dave Chappelle for that matter. I'm not somebody, I'm not a comedian. But, you know, I will get off a good joke. I like to laugh. Um, I like to have a good time. And I like, you know, to be around people who make me laugh. And I just, you know, started thinking about, you know, some funny times and some funny things that happen. And I just realized, like, some stuff is just funny. Like, regardless of whether or not you should be laughing or you shouldn't be laughing, some stuff is just funny. Um, like, for example, um, as many of you know, or maybe you don't know, I've, I've said it before in this podcast, uh, I played football. I played Little League football uh, from the time I was eight years old, and I played football all the way through high school, leaving into college at South Carolina State University. And I played wide receiver, so I was a guy that caught the ball. Um, and I remember like, you know, one of my fondest memories of, uh, you know, playing football was, you know, having my dad coach me and my dad, you know, <clears throat> he still is like been my favorite coach and, you know, obviously, uh, someone I look up to and, you know, he has very, very great knowledge of the game. And so I distinctly remember I was probably around 12 and, you know, he was telling me one day after practice, he was like, look, you're not, you, you're cutting your route short. You got to come across the middle like this. And she, she was showing me how to come across the middle. And so I was like, okay. So I, he was telling me this after practice. So I was like, all right. And he was like, well, I, he was like, well, when you come over this weekend, I'll show you what I'm talking about. And so he decides, you know, I go over his house. Cause my parents are divorced at this time. And um, he decides to take me outside. I, I could have been like no more than like 12 or 13. And um, <laughs> he was like, let's go outside. He's like, I'm going to show you how to run this route. And the route is called an end cut where you just basically go up 15 yards and you cut right across the middle. Just in, for those of you who are not familiar with football, think of uh, the letter L. So you go up and then you cut across just like that. Go up straight 15 yards, cut across. And so he's showing me or telling me how to run this route. And he's telling me I'm not running it right. And so I ran it a couple of times and 
he kept throwing me the ball. And, you know, after a while, like, he's kind of getting on my nerves because he's telling me that I'm not running it right. And I know that I'm running the route right. And so he made me run it like three times. So, you know, I mean, imagine you running in full speed, you're going to get tired. So we're at this particular time, we're um, in like this little uh, grassy area of the apartment complex where he lived. And so he (laughs) he started getting frustrated with me. And he was like, look, I'm going to show you how to run it. This is how you need to run it. And you need to run it right and run it. If you run it right the first time, you have to run it again. He's like, but if you don't run it right, I'm going to make you do it again 10 times. I was like, this dude. And so he runs the route. And so he ran the route, and then he said, that's how you want, That's how I want you to run it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, that's what I did. And he was like, all right, so I'm going to run the route again. I want you to throw me the ball. And I was like, okay. So he lines up. I say, hut. He runs up 15 yards, and he runs across. And I throw the ball. Now, this particular time, this route, he runs it a little bit deeper than he did the previous two times. And I threw the ball in the middle of the field where I should be throwing the ball. I didn't realize that he had run the route a little bit deeper. So he was a little bit further back than he had been before. And he was, I was kind of cutting the route short a little bit because there was a small, like, four-foot tree that I was trying to avoid. And I avoided the tree. However, he ran the route deeper. So as he's coming across the middle, his eyes are solely focused on the ball. And because he drifts a little bit further back, he is now in line with the tree. And I did not realize this until the ball left my hand. And as soon as I let it go, I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to hit this tree. (laughs) And my father. The man who is half responsible for bringing me into this world runs smack dab into this damn tree. (laughs) (laughs) And man, all you saw is him hit the tree, bounce and fall on the ground and roll over. I lost it. I didn't check to see if he was okay. I was in tears that he ran into this tree. Now, he actually sprained his thumb, and he sprained his thumb pretty badly. But I did not care. Some things are just funny, and that, to me, was hilarious. And I still laugh at him about this to this day. Some stuff is just funny. Um, What else? Another funny memory. Um, I have... An uncle, well, one of my uncles, my mom's oldest brother. Uh, he passed away several years ago. My uncle Sonny, God rest his dead. Um, uncle Sonny was he—he uh, <laughs> he was interesting, and the reason why I say that is because Uncle Sonny was a preacher. He preached, uh, but Uncle Sonny was also a complex man uh, because. <laughs> 
Uncle Sonny preached. And he was known to smoke Virginia Slim cigarettes. And he was known to drink E&J Gin. That's right. He drank that Easy Jesus. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uncle Sonny lived in Chicago. And he lived on the south side of Chicago all my life. And he would come down. We would see him, you know, holidays in the summertime or whatever like that. And this particular summertime, I remember I was, I couldn't have been no more than 13, 14 years old. And, um, you know, Uncle Sonny always had stories, you know. So we enjoyed his stories. But, you know, just like anybody else, like a regular preacher, Uncle Sonny tended to be long-winded. But, you know, I mean, he's Uncle Sonny. He starts talking, you got to sit there and listen, right? So this particular day, he was talking to me and my cousin Eric and my cousin Mike. And he was telling us about... You know, I don't even remember what the story was about. I think it was about something about us avoiding girls or avoiding fast girls or something like that. I can't remember what the story was about. But anyway, so he <laughs> Uncle, Son- Uncle Sonny tells us about this story about how he borrowed our grandfather's car. Right. He went and borrowed our grandfather's car and. You know, at the time he was, you know, a young lad, probably about 17 years old. And <laughs> he borrowed a car and he went to pick up a young lady. And Uncle Sonny and this particular young lady at this particular time, they went out and had themselves a nice time on the town. And as the evening commenced, Uncle Sonny decided that he did not want the evening to end the way that it was going to end. So they both decided that they should go somewhere and have some extracurricular fun. (laughs) So as he's telling us this story, he goes to a park, parks the car, things get kind of hot and heavy. (laughs) And as he tells us this story, and again, we're kids, we're young teenagers. He says to us, man, I'm telling y'all, me and her was getting it on. And I'll never forget it. I was in downstroke when that officer shined that light on my ass. (laughs) He said he was in downstroke. (laughs) when the officer shined a light on his ass again some stuff is just funny that is hilarious to me so he went on to tell us that the officer you know pulled him out the car or asked him to get out the car and when he told him who he was he knew my grandfather he told him hey go home take the young lady home and go home but he was in downstroke (laughs) Again, this is a man of the cloth telling us about his sexual escapades. You can't make this up. Some stuff is just funny. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, man. I, I've spoken uh, on this podcast quite a few times about my boy Jay Fresh. Uh, Jay Fresh and I, I've known Jay Fresh since we were six years old, right? Um, 
he's the oldest friend that I have as far as going back, you know, to childhood. And um, <laughs> ironically enough, it's a church story. Uh, Jay Fresh and I, we went to the same church. And, um, you know, that's when I would, we, we, we started hanging out once we got to middle school, but I, I would always see him in church. Um, and so I think we were probably about, and we had to be in like maybe seventh grade, I guess. And so, <laughs> so we're sitting in church and this particular day, uh, Jay Fresh's dad, he didn't, he, he wasn't the pastor at our church, but he was the pastor at another church, but he was being what they call a guest pastor. So he was actually speaking at our church. And so, um, he's waiting or whatever. So me and Jay Fresh, we sitting in, we, we're like on the last row in the back pew of the church and you know you're we're teenagers or young teens so you know naturally when you're talking especially as a young man your voice kind of carries so it's hard to whisper without people really knowing what it is that you're talking about or whatever the case may be and so there was this lady sitting on this pew in front of us right and so she fresh said something to me because i was just drawing because we you know we it was church service going on we supposed to be quiet and so so the church lady turned around and we were talking and she turned around and she said, y'all need to be quiet like that. And so I, at that point, that was my cue for me to be quiet. And so about five minutes go by, Fresh starts talking again. And <laughs> she turns around and says, shh, gives us a shush motion with a finger to her mouth. And Fresh looks at her and he shushes her back. <laughs> And so she looks at him like, I can't believe this kid just shushed me. So about five minutes later, Fresh's dad gets up. And he starts preaching, right? And so he's talking. And Fresh just starts talking again, right? And so before the lady could turn around again, I was like, hey, man, you got to be quiet, man. Your dad is up there preaching. He's like, man, so what? He said the same shit last week. <laughs> like, dude. You just go cuss in church like this and then say that your dad said the same sermon last week. Uh, I I would guess that that's a preacher violation. But, man, that still makes me laugh to this day. And I mean, really, to know Fresh, you know that he he had no problem cussing in church. That's just who he was. Badass preacher kid. Um, But, you know, again, some stuff is just funny. And and that's that's something that is hilarious to me, even to this day. Um, One of my. uh, close teammates from college we're still close to this day uh <laughs> my boy Clark um Clark and I we got to be cool we had a class together math class together Clark's a uh he's a math major he's a mathematical whiz even to this day and he you know doesn't let me forget it um <laughs> but we played football together at South Carolina State and I'll never forget we were in we were in the Georgia Dome at the time. I think we were playing Tennessee State, I think. And so, you know, it's when games are being played, HBCUs are playing, the bands are playing, the music is loud, so forth and so on. Um this particular time, you know, the bands were really, really loud, and I think it was South Carolina State's Marching 101 was playing. And <laughs> So I'm focused on the game. Like, I'm not really paying attention to the game, but 
as I'm as I'm as I'm getting ready for the game or or watching what's going on in the game, the band is playing and they play this song. The song is called <laughs> Backstabbers by the OJs. Famous song. Famous song. If you're not familiar with it, get familiar with it. I, I don't know how anybody could not know Backstabbers by the OJs. But, so, Clark is standing next to me on the sidelines, right? So the band is playing. It's loud. Sounds everywhere. And <laughs> the band starts playing Backstabbers. Now, I'm focused on the game, but I'm not really paying attention to the song being played, but I hear it being played, right? And so the song is being played, and then it gets to that part. What they do? And then Clark yells out, what they do (laughs) I looked at him like what do you mean what they do he's like that's the song he's like you don't hear it I was like we got a game going on and you listening to the to the OJs oh my gosh that still that still makes me laugh to this day he just yells out what they do I was like, dude, we are playing a game, and you worried about singing a song, man. And and to this day, like I said, this is my dude. We talk every day. If I want to laugh, I'll just say what I'll call him. I'll say what they do, and he'll just we just bust out laughing. I mean, like <laughs> he was so in the moment of that particular song. So you know, backstab is is his. I guess it was his jam back then. Um, yeah, some stuff is just funny. It's it's just funny to me. Uh, last but not least, um, people watching, I, I, I tend to do some people watching, um, and the person that I do a lot of people watching with is my better half, my wife, uh, at the time of this recording of almost 21 years, uh, my wife, Sharice, and we're the best of friends, and one of the things that we do a lot is people watch and then we laugh about it. And like, it's, I guess the best way I can describe it, like sometimes she will see somebody and like, let's just say she sees somebody with something crazy looking on. Right. And she'll see that and acknowledge that whatever they have on is crazy looking. And she'll know that I've seen it. And then she'll look at me to see if I'm going to laugh. <laughs> and we both make eye contact and we just bust out laughing. Uh, it's because we just have like that just connection of just knowing what's funny. And um, before uh, before COVID hit, we would go to church sometime. Well, we go to church a lot, but we go to church and this would happen a lot in church. You know, um, <laughs> I remember because <laughs> we, we would try to sit in this certain little section of the church. And it's funny. I always, I wish I had time to talk about how black people always 
want to sit in a certain seat at church like there's assigned seats at church and there's no such thing as assigned seat at church but that's typical of black churches but anyway um so <laughs> so so I sat on the end, she sits next to me, and then this other lady sat beside her this particular day. And I don't know, the lady, for whatever reason, didn't brush her teeth that morning. So her mouth was kind of hot. And, you know, you could smell it, right? And so she was sitting basically in between me and Sharice, but she was directly next to Sharice. And I remember when she said, hello. <laughs> she said, hello. And both Sharice and I smelled it and we looked at each other. <laughs> it took everything in the two of us not to laugh in this woman's face because her breath smelled that bad. I mean, it was awful. And I mean, she was helloing and hallelujah and hey manning the whole service. But it wasn't bad for me because like when she said hello, she was speaking. So I was, you know, my face was toward her. But, you know, after that, I didn't have to smell her. But like every time she opened her mouth, Sharice would smell her. And Sharice was like, look, she, Sharice emailed, she, and she elbowed me. I'm sorry. She elbowed me and said, hey, look, I'm about to give her a peppermint or a piece of gum. So Sharice pulls out a piece of gum, you know, pulls out some gum. She was like, you want something? The lady said, no, she didn't want any gum. (laughs) Who turns down gum when your mouth is on fire? Oh, man. Yeah. Like I said, man, some stuff is just funny. Uh, the moral of the story and, and the moral of this podcast is always find something or someone to laugh at, uh, even if it's yourself, but find people that are funny, get them around you, find a reason to laugh every day. Trust me, it will make you feel a whole lot better. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.